stage. Snap photos from the pit. Documented musical stories. Thrashed in the crowd. And raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Dreadoff. I'm here by myself. You guys, we're going to go into the second portion of the episode with Brenna Red. We've heard some Disneyland stories. We've also heard some tour stories. My guess is that you're here to hear what happens next. So stay tuned and find out. As a reminder, we need to social distance, wear a mask, and the sooner we do that, the sooner we can go back to playing shows, because we all miss it, right? We all miss listening to live music. Live music fuels our souls. It's in us, it's a part of us, that's why we listen to punk rock. So let's do what we need to do, mask up, and we'll get out of this. We'll come out through the other side. All right, let's change it up a little bit. We're going to jump into a throwback from the last gang. This one's off the self-titled record, Last Gang, Last Gang. And this song right here is called Please Please, which I actually heard on the Venomous Pinks radio back in uh, the Pandora days, which was pretty cool. You know, going back and listening to all these Last Gang throwbacks, this one came on and I was like, look, I know this one. So here we go right here, Please Please by Last Gang right here on the Sound Sister Podcast.
what's the first thing you're gonna do when you can like get out of quarantine i was like go to disneyland yeah (laughs) yes that is the first thing i want to do i want to go to disneyland i want to go spend a disgusting amount of money at this restaurant in downtown santa Ana. it's just like local place that this guy chef jason owns and it's it's just you know independently owned but his food's so good and i just want to like go there and be like take my money the show any show it could be the shittiest <laughs> shittiest show it could yes. be like the doll hunt on a yes. wednesday night with like the shittiest band that like doesn't know how to play their instruments and i'll be like yes this is so good it's no fun trying i'm like i try to stream stuff live and take photos of my fucking computer screen and i'm like this fucking it sucks. <laughs> the same. This is not the same. Like, what the ha- fuck is happening? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> well, I'm curious what the climate's going to be like. How? Because it's not going to be an on switch that everybody goes to. So I wonder. Exactly. Like, one of my predictions. Who knows if it's right? Is that smaller bands, um, you know, are going to be getting a lot more attention instead of bigger bands because, um, you know, we don't. We're not really like crazy huge i'm not anywhere i want to be but it's like bands like the interrupters who it's their job and they legitimately deserve to be paid accordingly because they bring in all this revenue for the venue and they pay them but if there's a cap if if if, if venues are going to be like okay we're going to open you can only have 250 max how is that going to be beneficial to bigger bands bad religion and rancid and like no effects they can't get paid they can't do festivals that's how they make their living so bands like us, we could be like, yo, I'm, I work for popcorn and, pe- and peanuts. So 250, please give me a hundred. I'll take a hundred size venue. So I, I have a feeling that uh, startup bands are going to get a lot more attention at first because we're the ones that are going to be allowed to do shows at smaller uh, capacity venues. That's interesting. So it'll oh, go yeah. back to like the more intimate type feel, you know, it'll yeah, why, yeah. kind of go back that yep. circle again to like where it all began first more yeah. first wave type feel second wave. at least at first yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm interested i'm interested you know oh, what should happen once everything is okay we should do some shows oh that's happening <laughs> okay. that's happening yeah i mean i liked that little just, like casual slip sheet like <laughs> And, and then That's maybe happening. I could take your photographs. That's happening. <laughs> Let's do it! <laughs> so if you're going to do a drink, I'm going to do it too. <laughs> yes. No, we'll just, I don't know if you guys drink or not, but we'll just be those annoying drunk chicks that they're like, let's just take photos and post them everywhere. Do you want to do a photo? We got to do a bathroom photo. Photos. <laughs> all the time. I love waking up the next morning. I'm like, I do not remember that. And I look so terrible. <laughs> Deleted. And I'm like, okay, one, one picture is good. We'll keep that one. Oh, I know. So, like I said, like the smaller shows are going to be where it's at. So we'll probably be doing it sooner Good. than later. Where did we play together? Was that was that the Redwood? Scalloween, at like two thousand. Long time ago. Scalloween. Yeah, Elvis's show. What venue was it? The um, was that like Seaport Marina Theater? Hotel? It was a whole. Oh yes. Was that? Wait, no. Was that? I remember. I remember. Oh, so many memories. Oh, because we played there once and it was terrible. I'm like, no, Elvis didn't do that. That was some other terrible human being. And then I remembered, um, yeah, that was with, uh, they had the inside room and those two stages going back and forth, and they did not like us. We made them. It wasn't that crowded, but we just tore shit up. Do you, do you remember, like, did you play inside? Yeah. What time did you guys play at? Do you remember? 
early. It was like two or something. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they they fucking hated us too. Like they were yeah. not they were not <laughs> amused by us. Yeah. <laughs> but but Death March, I think Death March played like like right after us or whatever. So it was like that crowd. But yeah. Yeah. They were like no, they were like what the fuck is this? And I was like oh god oh god. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes all you can do is put your best foot forward and you yeah. make one fan. It's all the worth it. But I was talking about the hotel people like. I was just hanging out with my friends. Um, you know, when you play early festivals like that, you don't have a large crowd. You're, like, paying your dues. We didn't have a large crowd, but I remember just, like, I'm going to play, have fun, and then immediately go have fun with my friends and just hang out, and I miss all those guys. But I remember the hotel. They were just like, what are you doing here? You can't be in this area. Go away. I was like, calm the fuck down. We haven't broken anything. This could be so much worse. You have no idea. We're being really – we're being on our best behavior, sir, ma'am. You're lucky. You are lucky right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, just, I could. Yeah. Just imagine like a bunch of punk punk rockers in like Halloween costumes at this like hotel. I think it was in, in daytime. Like, yeah, Long Beach or yeah. something like that. It's technically Long Beach, but it's like right on the border of Seal Beach, which is you know, any any beach town in Orange County is very more on the conservative side than liberals, so you get eyeballed. So I didn't give a fuck. Me either. I barely remember that Suck night. It. I think it was fun. Yeah. I think we had a good time. I yeah, had a, I, I had a great time. There was like there was I was a, yeah. Oh, dude, in and out across the street, so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, hold on. I got some. I have some fan submitted questions for you. Huh, I just want to gossip and hang out. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, we don't let's need get down to business. We don't let's need do that stuff. They don't need their answer. No thinking. No. All right, all right. Nate Nor wants to know any chance you'll play the New York area in the foreseeable future? I want to so bad. Um, we haven't played New York yet. I would love to play uh, in Brooklyn called uh, Oh God, what Saint Vital, Saint Vitus, Saint Vitus. St. Vitus, I think it is. That venue's fucking rad. Yeah. But nothing planned as of yet, because, you know, everything's kind of up in the air when we are. But um, the semantics of it, uh, Nate, if you're not familiar, it's when you're not as large of a band as we are, to go to the other coast, it's really hard financially. Like, we probably wouldn't come back with any money. It would be like a promotional tour, which we're all about doing. We just have to make sure it's worth it. Like, every venue is going to be packed and we'll do the best we can to reach a bigger audience. So it's, we're going to be probably aiming to do like a tour package. Like, hey, we know of this band that's going on tour on the, on the East Coast, and they could take us along as either their direct support or opening. And even if we don't get paid a lot, that's fine, because we know that they're going to bring people to the club and we could reach a better audience. So, yes, we will. We just don't know how or when or with what band we'll be doing it with. So let's make it happen. <laughs> The next one here says, uh, ask her, how did she get so awesome? (laughs) You refer back to those questions earlier. I I think so little of myself and I I, I just, so thank you. Keep telling me that because I need it. Even the older I get, it's not like, oh, I found it. I'm like, no, I still have that like crippling doubt. Um, Fake it till you make it. Do you feel like that really is one of the things that fuels your, your music and your writing process sometimes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I got a, a, one of the songs I'm working on, it's all about the self-doubt and yeah. self-loathing and, like, oh God, that little voice that just says nasty things to yourself. And I, I catch it. I'm better at catching it and just going, stop, and turning it off and doing something that's 
positive. Like, you know, it's really fucking hard to do. I don't know if you guys do it. And I'm, I'm envious of my friends who can. They have these beautiful, like, they wake up and they do, like, yoga and they have their mantras and they look in the mirror and they say, like, I am beautiful. Fuck. I can't say that in a mirror. And, like, I start crying. I'm like, no, mm, be strong. Like, telling yourself these things is really hard. So I guess start telling yourself these things, even if you don't feel it. Just, like I said, fake it till you make it. Uh, if you keep doing it and keep telling yourself, like, even though you think you're not good, you are good. Be happy. And then eventually, you'll just fall into a routine of like, oh, I am in a cool band with cool people making cool music. This is my life. And then you step back and you have to appreciate that. And that helps quiet those voices. But I think that that's so helpful. I think so many people... I don't know, because I'm, I'm going to be real. Like, I was super nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk with, like, you know, I'm going to talk with you. And I'm like, oh, I get all nervous. And you think, and I see you, you're like so confident, like you're beautiful and you're talented. And then I feel those things, but I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. Because if someone, you know, that, that we admire is the same way, I think that there needs to be more conversation surrounding that, just mm-hmm. more openness. So thank you for that. A community affirmation. Yeah. I'll tell you, you guys are beautiful and wonderful, and I'm excited to talk with you guys. Not gonna lie, I was like, oh, I gotta talk with the Venomous Pinks. Hopefully, like, <laughs> you know, I don't embarrass myself, and I'm like one of the cool people that you like. And yeah, There's too many people out there that fucking suck. So if they can suck <laughs> it. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're red. Yeah. Last one. Ask her to please come back to the Southwest after COVID-19 canceled their shows here. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were going to go out with the casualties and uh, leftover crack uh, right after we went to Mexico. And oh, crazy enough is, yeah, like we, Mexico is still planned up until the very, very last day. Like we we're supposed to leave on a Wednesday and we didn't get the word till like Sunday. Like, hey, tour has been postponed not canceled but postponed because our 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 mexican uh promoter and booker uh fuerza booking um renee he went above and beyond like bought us plane tickets we have a back line we have a van all these expenses that were prepaid i i i I don't i don't know if i've talked to him or not since then or robert has i hope he got reimbursed so he can use it later but we're guaranteed to go and then two days like right before i was like no like, cause they didn't close the border. We were just watching it. Like what's going on. We are going to go down there. If legally we are allowed to, yeah. we'll be as safe as possible, but we have an obligation. And when they closed it legally, we're like, okay, we can't go. And then of course the casualties and that were canceled a couple of days before. So yeah, no, the Southwest is super easy for us. Like I said earlier, it's not the East coast where it's really hard to get past. Like Texas is fucking huge. Yeah. Just going through Texas is like two days. Its own tour. But you'd own Texas tour and like go home. Seriously. Yeah. But we do have a, a tour, a West Coast that is officially announced for February. So I think it's going to start trickling in. 2021 is I think what's everybody's kind of planning for tours. And oh yeah, we're going. We're going to. Where, where is Nate from? What did he say? New Mexico. Just Southwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a hop, skip, and a jump because you do – we go 
either if we go up, we're going to go to like to Utah and Idaho, but if we go down, we're going to do San Diego, we're going to pass through Yuma, then we do like Phoenix or Tempe, and then you just keep, that's an easy thing, and then you usually stop at like doing the last part of Texas. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I know, dude, I was looking forward to that casualties tour with you guys. It's going to be so much fun. It's so just raucous. I, I just I want to hang out with those guys. They're really good people. We got uh, lucky when we were playing in the UK uh, a couple years ago. Um, a, a, a tour that we mostly booked all of ourselves. And one of the nights we played this small little town. Um, I can't remember what it is because my memory is fucking shite. But I remember we played it. Barely anybody was there. It was a small show. But then my drummer, Robert, who's really good at talking to people and like hustler, but not like a creepy way, but like he knows how to talk to people and like get work done. He saw that, oh, in two days or three days, casualties are playing here. So we were polite and friendly and uh, made great conversation with the owner and promoter. And we're like, hey, I noticed you only have two bands on that bill. What if we jump on as first? We don't have to play the set. You don't have to push back the set. We'll just start earlier. What do you think? Yeah. And we were, we were able to finagle it. And ever since then, it was just like the nicest guys. And they, they wore our band shirt, which is crazy, like cool, right? When like another cool band wears your stuff and you're like, oh, yeah, take a photo. Like, so they were just the nicest, most supporting guys. And we we're looking forward to be on the road with them because it was going to be a very successful, agreeable, high energy tour. So Hopefully we can do it soon. Do you think they'll reschedule that one? I think I'm trying to remember the post that they did. If it said canceled or postponed, I hope it's going to be postponed. Yeah, me too. Wait, I think I did. My memory is the worst, by the way. I, I do remember seeing somewhere. I think the casualties are going on tour. I don't know when it is. It's not with us. Uh, Cause I think, it doesn't line up with us, but I know that they have something either booked or in the works. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's October or like summer 21, but I know it's going to be happening. Um, so I know they're going to be back on the road too as well. Something has been in the works of them. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. That's a good answer, right? Happen, though. <laughs> I think something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Something's yeah. going to happen. Do you have like, we always call them fangirl moments. Like, is there a specific, like, band or musician that you got to play with or meet during your travels mm. that you were had to talk yourself up and you're pretty nervous and oh dude like honest to god like again voice inside my head like <laughs> I, there's several things so first is uh when i first ever met mike um it was at a punk and drop book festival uh the not Puck and Drublick. It was Mike who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Michael. It was at the beach. Michael Burkett. Michael. Um, I was so nervous about meeting him. Just like, say the right thing. Don't be insultive, but don't be too boring. But don't like, uh. And to this day, I'm still like, uh, what do I say? I get so nervous. Like, I shouldn't be. <laughs> He's a fucking rad guy. And I, like I said, I guess I, get, I care too much what people think of me when I shouldn't. But I do care what he thinks of me. I'm going to get to that point, you know, it just, it's a matter of time and 
going out there and bonding and hanging out. So that's one person that still makes me nervous. But, but I think it's um, really rad. It's it, it, what it di- dials down to is you care. And that's huge. Like, so you much. Big, you have a big heart. And I, I totally feel that. I mean, I have word vomit like all the time. When I'm Dude, talking right. And like poor Dre over there is like editing shit out <laughs> crazy because she's like, okay, they call him Angeling out, like Angela out. That's what yeah. I do. Oh, me too. <laughs> no censor. No censor. Zero. Uh, and the other one was uh, we got to play with uh, uh, Naked Aggression. Um, and, like, I have been a fan of Naked Like, that was one of the bands I'd listened to. Like, I have a patch. Like, that's my band. Yeah. And it was really important listening to them growing up. And so when I played with her, I got nervous. I was like, uh, uh, could you? <laughs> she was normal. She's and so then, normal. Uh, yeah. You're right? Yeah. Um, and I never played with her, but, oh, God, I'd fucking die if I did. I got to... You know, after one of her shows, I got to take a photo with Laura Jane, and I was like, "I like your band. You're so good. You remind me of Elvis Costello." Bye. But as far as like who we played with, Street Dogs. Oh fuck. Street Dogs, dude. Okay, first of all, Mike. Yeah. I know you shouldn't judge a person on how they look. Everybody's has their magical part to them that people fall in love with. Their significant others, or partners, or friends. I get it. But fuck, he's so hot. Like, I'm super married, right? I have, I'm not that kind of person. And Dropkick Murphy is one of the first CDs I bought, Do or Die. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, me and my friend are always like, oh, fucking Mike. You know, super, like, he's one of these hot people. And then I go on tour, and I'm like, oh, yes, you are. Just as fine. <laughs> In real life. And he liked our band, and he wore the shirt on our hoodie on stage during warm-up. And I was like, oh, my God, Mike's wearing this stuff. <laughs> He's, he's, uh, it all comes down to a good head of hair. I did the science behind it. And, uh, that man is doing he has okay. Good hair. Good hair. Oh, he's doing okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Did, didn't I just see that they like broke up though, you know, recently? Yeah. Well, not recently. I'm sorry. COVID mind. Right before COVID. Yeah. It's to me, I mean, time, I'm all jokes aside, time has really been weird in my mind because I work, I work yeah. from home and. I do everything from home, even our yeah. podcast, everything. So, um, but anyways, I, yeah, I was really bummed because I never got to see them live. That was a one. They are doing another to. show. Right when all this happened, they did one show back home and then they were okay. supposed to do one at Alex's bar in Long Beach. Like their final, yeah. you know, thank you so for the years, we love you. And tickets got sold out instantly, right? Of course. Well, COVID and I don't know if tickets are going to be available because they promise they're going to do it. As soon as this is done, they're going to come back and do yeah. it. And maybe they'll do like two or three to like, yeah, just be part of it. Hopefully. But I have a feeling they will do at least one more show in Long Beach. They promised. This is a really important question. I ask this on every single fucking <laughs> She's so, so sad. She's so, so Here we go. That's your team. That's all your team. I know. Team, I know. They're always like, do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. All right. Do it. If you were a burrito, what kind of burrito would you be? So if you, yes. Like, okay. How do you interpret that? Like, do you want people to eat you? Do you want to be left alone? Do you want to be like the cool burrito that everybody's talking about? I don't know. So I'm loving this answer already because you could really tell a lot by people answer this. Mm -hmm. Well, my go-to is... A good old-fashioned California burrito, uh, but 
I'm not eating meat anymore. So it's like, you can't just have a French fried potato. So if, if there's like a, a vegetarian California burrito, all about that, or breakfast burrito, because it starts the day off, you know, gets you right, gets you in there, just yeah, eggs yeah. and cheese and hash browns. But I got to go God, Cancun fresh. No, I got I to gotta go with life. It's just sometimes guilty pleasures, the simplicity, the basicness of it all. So I got to do uh, bean and cheese burrito from Del Taco with red, both green sauce, green sauce, <laughs> mild, mild sauce every once in a while. And the only thing I will change about it is that I have learned recently in the last couple of years what going bold means. Do you know what going bold means? No. Mm-mm. No, when we live on if Del Taco say, on tour. Dude, we, that's literally that's all we literally eat. That's literally what we taco. eat. That and, and mind, Starbucks. Yeah. Will blow. Your mind will blow. Are you ready? Yes. Going bold, <laughs> if you ask for it, no matter what food it is, burrito, a quesadilla, a cheeseburger, um, nachos, going bold means they will put French fries and they're like their sauce on whatever it is. So if you do a bean and cheese burrito with green sauce bold, it is putting French fries and like this magical sauce inside of a burrito. Fuck bold! you. Mind blown. Emoji. What yes! the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't I, we know about this? I, shit. <laughs> She's left the building, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what else you want after this interview. There's nothing else. That's That's it. We peaked. Brenna Red. Fuck. (laughs) Going bold. Brenna Red. Going bold right here on the Sound Sister podcast. So does that mean we're going to go bold and go to Disneyland? Like these are things that are going to happen. All of these things need to happen. You give me Check that off. You give me Oh, it's happening. No, you know this is like really happening. Like we're yeah. gonna go to Del Taco and then we're going to Disneyland, right? Like this, this yeah. is happening. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is the whole reason why we started doing a podcast so we could just like meet people we love and then make them and just hang out, place hang out with us. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what it is. And sometimes you guys get gigs out of the deal that I get to tag along with. It's pretty great. I don't know. <laughs> and then we get free photos as well. Thanks. Hey! <laughs> Always bold life. <laughs> bold life. Get that tattooed, yo. Bold. Bold. Bold life. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm oh going to text God. our tour manager after this and be like, why the fuck didn't you tell us about Del Taco going bold, dude? And you know what's so like funny about it? You have to. Yeah. We call her Big Red. Do you see a theme? Do you see a theme? <laughs> it is. But you know, it's funny. Red, 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 but burrito with green sauce. I don't have red hair. I don't know what it is. I like, I hate and love myself, remember? Like earlier, just like, I'm bread. No. And you got the, the two-toned hair so complex. You know what's up. You know Layers, what's up. layers, like an onion <laughs> that you would put in a bold burrito. Oh, <laughs> can't believe you didn't know that. Dude. So you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, you guys are fun. <laughs> Just wait till we're in person. I, it's yeah. My face. It's hurts. worse. <laughs> it's worse. It's worse. We'll be those. We'll be the loud people in the bar. That's just like annoying everybody else, and we're not going to tone it down. I know. No, pretty much. God, There's no, no. and dancing. There. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I don't really dance. I pogo. Like whenever I go to like, even if it's like a club, I haven't been to one forever. But if I heard music, I'm not like cool dancing. It's just I basically just jump like a child oh, yeah. around. That's like that's how you dance, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get Urkel with it. I get crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, <laughs> like, 
I embrace my nerdiness. I just oh, you know, get it. slide into it, you know, and let's just go into it. You, <laughs> you embrace into the nerd. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was just going to ask about the, the telly behind you. As you can oh. see, I'm a gear nerd. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> super gear nerd. This is my guitar. Is this. Nice. Ooh. It oh, wow. is. Yeah. It's a 2002, but my friend reliced it for me. Nice. And, um, oh, wow. I need a new knob though. It's driving me batshit crazy. I um, I bought it in 2002, I think. And this guy named Alan Clark, like basically my brother, he uh, he and he's a super big guitar nerd. I mean, wow! If you ever want to be like nerded out by just the savant that he is with music, uh-huh. you could be like Alan, who was on the cover of Guitar Magazine in August of 1972, and be like, well, actually, that's this. He fucking knows everything, right? <laughs> he's a genius. Um, I love the death. And he's helped me through all of my, like, when I used to know nothing about gear, he, like, helped me find out who I am and what I like. But he took that guitar, and it was his first guitar that he relicked, and he lit it on fire. He put it in the oven. He took, like, a screwdriver to the back and just jabbed it because he's like, I made this like you were to own it, relicked it, like, holes and shit being dropped, like, belt buckle rash. It's huge. So nothing plays the same. Nothing. I've tried. The only one that has been good to me so far is that guy, the Revstar. Okay. Uh, Yamaha. They made it. Okay, I'm going to nerd out too. Look at this. <laughs> I love white guitars and this is the only black one I've ever owned. And I'm not going to lie, before I was like, Yamaha, they have good acoustics, but I don't want to play their electrics. They're not cool. And then I saw that Laura Jane Grace played one and I'm like, oh, I need to get one now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny so, how that happens? <laughs> so, but they're a great brand and I actually love how it sounds, but I don't know if you can see the like made the check marks super old. They did that with a razor blade by all by hand. They took out the neck pickup because I don't use the neck pickup at all. They sanded down the back of the neck, locking machine heads. They pulled out the electronics. Um, and it, it's, it's a hotter sounding guitar. And they put a little 59 pickup in the bridge, nice. um, which is the same as the telly, but it's hotter for some reason. It just plays hotter. Yeah. Um, so that, and it's a longer scale too. So it feels a little jangly. Um, it's, it's, it's the only other one I've ever played live before. So it's either a black guitar or a white guitar. I don't really have much yeah, I, I love diversity in my guitars. Too. There's too many white guitars. One, Dude, it's so sexy, right? Six. <laughs> love it. Oh, you got the junior? Oh, no, do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Sorry. You got the junior? Yeah. Okay. Standard P bass, Mustang bass. What is that? Let me turn the light on. Takamini. No, is that a guild or Takamini at the end? Uh, that Gretch. one's the Gretsch, White Falcon. Gretsch, yes. Yeah. Uh, I got another Gretsch. Uh, Junior. Gasmaster. Last one. The Plea Bass, that's my go-to. And then the Strung Out Ooh. Bass. Yeah, that's, that, that's the good one. I love those Mustang basses. They're great. That short yeah. scale's mine. Yeah. yeah, I love those. They're hot. And then is it white or is that Seafoam Green? It's white. Um, it's, it's white, yeah. <sighs> And then my I do love seafoam green too. Just like, yeah. oh, that room is so sexy. Yeah, so. Uh, that's, that's where we usually <laughs> record our episodes in her studio. She's mm-hmm. a gear. You have to be in quarantine. That is the room to be in. Damn, yeah. Gina. I got fucking drums, fucking in a pile. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'm totally jealous. The only thing we got. I got this guy, which is my, it's my Martin. It's my D15M with a Fishman Matrix pickup in it. 
and then my droid that is my husband bruce's uh yamaha base uh the other one he got was kind of cool looking but it was like uh so I, he got an all black one to go with his metal band it looks great in the mirror it's my little present he got for me it's a little coco guitar that they made you know oh yeah oh, i know I'm a coco. yeah those are yeah and then uh, <laughs> there she goes there she goes do the it. other ones do out it. Coco? Do it! <laughs> Mama Coco? <laughs> this is why they take me on tour. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> yeah, but your music room puts awesome. me to shame. I'm jealous. It's a lot of years of... Well, I work for Fender, so that's where half of this shit comes from. Yeah. Gibson. I see that Les Paul on there. Shame. Shit. it's my baby it's i know my favorite hey. too <laughs> I, can't. I want to um i i work for for gc so that's where my addiction comes mm. from but you know it's one i really want to get next and i haven't been able to justify it because mm-hmm. i was like well i'm not doing a lot of acoustic shows but then covid hit and i'm like fuck i should have bought this i want the tele the the teleacoustasonics oh the new ones yeah Ooh. those are oh big. so good yeah, I remember when they first like had a meeting about it. It was like, oh, that's fucking cool, man. Like, yeah, we're really fucking. I know it doesn't <laughs> sound like an acoustic acoustic, mm-hmm. like, but it's meant for people like me who, I hate playing acoustic live. I get so exhausted, like hand wise. It just yeah. hurts after a while. I have tens on there, like a little little baby baby guitar player, and I, I still like hurt. So playing the uh, the teleacoustic sonic, I was like, yeah. I could do this for a whole hour on stage, and it's plugged in, so I'm great. But the only debate is like, do I get it in white, but it's more transparent, mm-hmm. or do I get it in seafoam green? But well, have you seen the ones the because they have the the tele acoustic and then they have the strat acoustic one now too? They, I saw the strat, but I'm yeah, the I have a strat here somewhere in the house, but we never play it. But we have it because you got to have a strat. But tellies, man, telly Joe Strummer, I'm obsessed and I can't do anything but tellies. Damn, dude. Yeah, dude. That's like I work for Fender and I don't have a Strat or a Telly. That's what? Me. Go get a Telly right now. <laughs> Go right now. Yeah. Why are you still here? Go. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we like talk about ghosts and and or ask if you've weird had shit. Like, what <laughs> weird shit. weird shit weird shit yeah. Um, do, do you, you believe? Any, do you believe? Yeah. Do you believe in love? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that we can't understand. I could, there's people out there that talk about dimensional beings, because right now we live in the third dimension, and we can kind of comprehend the fourth dimension, which is like time and space. And I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, what if aliens aren't aliens, but they're just a different level of consciousness on a different plane, touching our plane, but they don't know how to interact. So I don't know. Do you know? Or, you know what's you, up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nerdy. I'm nerdy. Because, I mean, you take a two-dimensional being, right? They're on right. a flat piece of paper. And me, three-dimension, if I put my finger here, take it off, and put it over here, what does that look like to them? It doesn't make sense. So, you know, they, they say, you know, you only use 10% of your brain. What if there's a part that if you unlock? I don't know. There's, the, the point is that we don't know. And if we don't know, we can't say no. I, I have never had anything weird or bizarre happen to me and I've had people have happened to them like my drummer Robert uh, was just talking about this the other day at practice when uh, the person who owned the building walked in with key shaking and I was, ah! but he's, he's had some stuff happen to him I got so scared he's had some stuff happen to him 
Um, and I think, my opinion is, I think it happens to certain types of people, not types, but a certain person rather than another person. Like if you have a history with it, it's more common to happen to you. And I never have, and I scare really easily. So I'm good with like not, I'll listen to your stories. I don't want to have my own, but my mom, my mom has, and, uh, she's the most logical person. Uh, super Christian though, very religious group. And, um, she, that's the house I grew up with, with her, my, uh, my dad, they are together, but he really wasn't, but I grew up going to church and all that stuff. And my mom still is very religious and I love her for it. But you know, you think like religious people wouldn't want to talk about like ghost stories or this or that. They would explain it as something else. My mom's like, no, this stuff happened. It's just weird. Like one time I'll tell you a story. This is my favorite one. She, um, well, actually two stories. She would also have dreams. One of her dreams was um, she was in bed next to my dad and she woke up and the lights were really dim and she, she really couldn't see. And she walked down the hallway and she saw a mirror of her face and it was like cracked and all dirt. And she couldn't really see herself really clearly. And she told her friend Jeanette, who was very into like psychics and this and that and my mom's like there's no such thing she told Jeanette and she was like oh yeah well in a past life you were um you know buried buried in the tomb alive with your husband in an Egyptian tomb and she's like that's not real she's like no your dreams mean something well the next night or whatever she has a dream about this mall her and Jeanette go to mall openings it was like what they did back then this mall they went to the parking lot it was the Boyda Park Mall if I'm not mistaken and the, the parking lot was empty. It was really des desolate. And they go into the mall, and there's these two giant stone white pillars and these big glass doors, and then they open them, and they walk inside, and it's empty. Like, nobody's in there. Nobody's shopping on the weekend. And all the salespeople are really mean. They're really crass and snippy. And they go into the center of the mall, and they go up this square staircase that has shag carpeting. And then at the top of the staircase, they get up in front of her is like something shiny or something. And then to the left is something like, like, like soft and like, like frilly. And then to the right is like a sales rack. And then immediately in the dream, my mom gets like this intense panic feeling like chest is pounding and she can't find her friend Jeanette. And she's screaming, you know, she's like, Jeanette, Jeanette, Jeanette. And she wakes up. That was her dream. So weeks later, they go to the opening of a mall which is the Boyna Park Mall. And just like the dream, she walks in and there's these giant stone pillars and glass doors, and nobody shopping and all the salespeople are really rude. And she's told Jeanette her dream at this point, like, yeah, you said, you know, I was in a past life. Well, let me tell you this other weird dream I had. And Jeanette's like, oh, that is weird. And so they go inside and they go to the center of the mall and there's a square fucking staircase with shag carpeting. And Jeanette's like, this is your dream, isn't it? And my mom's like, yeah, this is my dream. We go upstairs and yeah, they saw a jewelry store in front of them, like a lingerie store over here and like a sales rack right here. And then she got that feeling of like intense panic and she like looked around and Jeanette was next to her, thank God. And Jeanette like grabbed her arm or she grabbed her arm and she's like, do you want to get out of here? She's like, yeah, I'm dead. And then they, they left them all. Wow. But the creepiest one was she woke up in the middle of the night after a scary dream of people chasing her, like hands. Ah, and she woke up and it was just a window above her, trees, tree branch scratching at it. And she's like, okay, not that scary of a dream. But she looked down at the foot of her bed and there's this silhouette of a young girl standing there with the braid, just sideways, just standing at the side of her bed. 
not moving. And you know, your eyes are awaking, like, is that a shadow? Is it just, what? Because she needs glasses too, probably when she was younger, like I do. She's like, what, what is that? And her eyes were focusing and no, it was there. She, she, it was clearly there. And she looked at the time and she's like, am I dreaming? And she just, she couldn't, she was, she was frozen. She was terrified. She like, she pinched herself so hard that it bruised her and the shadow wouldn't move. It just stood there at the edge of her bed. And she was like, I, this isn't, I don't know what's going on. If this is real or not. So she screamed like, mom, nothing. The thing didn't move. It just stood there at her bed. And the, she finally was able to fall asleep. And the next morning, her mom was like, hey, I heard you calling me last night. Like, is everything okay? I, you know, I was just, I was so tired. I didn't get up, but I heard you screaming my name. Was everything okay? And my mom like looked down and like, there was a bruise on her arm. Like that, that shit happened. And in Yosemite, there was ghosts. She saw a ghost come into her house, like her cabin, like the door. She was laying in bed with my, my dad and somebody like left the door and you could see like their hand leave and shut. And she went to the front desk and they're like, oh, do you have, did somebody else use my key to look in my room for something? Like, was there an emergency? They're like, no, the spare key's been here all night. Like, I don't know. No, there's no way. And the door was locked from the inside uh, like that next morning. Just shit like that happens to her all the time. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. My mom's a, to, like, make you a Christian to witch. Dream. It like makes you scared to dream. Like, right. That's so Yes. Terrified. So nothing's happened to me and I'm good with that. So good. <laughs> you tell me your stories and I'll, I'll listen. Your mom has it though. So it's, it's there in you. Yeah. It needs to be like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I mean, 30 years or no, no, I'm way older than that. Like nothing. I, I'm trying to think like, do you feel a lot of people's energy? Like, do you think, do you pick up on a lot of stuff? Well, everybody has energy. Like you can feel, this is why it's so weird to view a concert online. It's like, there's, mm-hmm. you're part of this like thing around you. So I don't know what, you know, the afterlife holds it's, and therein lies the rub of it all, you know? So if energies stay around, were they always here? Are they not here? I don't know. But see, I'm also really like paranoid about everything. So I, maybe I feel something and it's like, that's it. And I'm like, nope, that was literally just a fly on the back of my neck. Calm down. <laughs> and, <laughs> I just saw paranormal activity and I'm like, thinks everything's haunted and gross and creepy. Yeah. It never is, but I, I feel it. <laughs> so how much is it of like psyching yourself out versus what you really feel? You guys, yeah. you guys toured Europe. The and Europe's like super haunted. You didn't nothing, nothing, no, no, everything's nothing. I'm telling you, like they, they see me and they're like, oh, she's fucking crazy. Let's not even go there. <laughs> uh, we're good. Go to the next one. Go to the, oh, go to that drummer. Yeah, yeah, oh. he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she, they're like, oh, she could talk all night. I'm, I'm good. That's there was some comedian, I forgot who it was, talking about, like, ghost haunting um, your house. And it's like, last night the water kept running and all the, you know, the garbage disposal was on and the light switches kept flickering. And they're like, bitch, they're not trying to haunt you. They died, like, 300 years ago and they're impressed with electricity and running water. They're like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> That's funny. He's been like dead one. for 100 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, dude, I've never, like, I've never seen anything. I mean, I've I felt it or I supposedly had one at my old house, but I never saw it or I don't, my cousin saw it, I guess. But what was it? Uh, she said it was like an older, an older man. And uh, uh, he came to her in her dream, I guess, at some point. 
and oh, he, weird. it was weird. She's like, he came to me in my dream. We walked, he, we, he pulled me into your bedroom. We walked up to you sleeping and he told Girl, me, you better call Chris Hansen. That's to catch a predator right there. Like that's, that's a rapey ghost. <laughs> <laughs> There's other people in the house. You do not need to go. These are little children, girls, <laughs> Favorite girls. Is he an island? Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, she said that. But yeah, ghost, nothing. The ghost was like, we need to help her. No. She texted me this, by the way, and I was home alone. Thanks, sister. You're that the best. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like scared as fuck, dude. That's like one of the scaredest yeah. I've ever been. I'm more scared of like actual people, like human beings and like sociopaths and somebody that wants to do violence for no reason whatsoever because they have no conscience. I'm more scared of that. Like the ah, factor of like ghost will get me, but that's not what keeps me up at night. You know, like I can't sleep. It's like, you know, just little things being, I would go for a run during this whole COVID thing, like uh, several weeks ago. And I have all black on. I'm not trying to be sexy in any fucking means. I have like black leggings. I have a black hoodie. I have like a black bandana. I have just black, 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 right. And I'm running and just the car, you know, typical cat calls just woo. And you know, my instinct is just be like, fuck you, motherfucker. But I can't do that because I'm like, what if they turn around? I'm ruled by fear of like what somebody could do to me as physical harm. And I'm like, I can't flip you off because what if you turn around? What if you're like, what did you say? What if we're all fucking mad and they're like, get the fuck out of here, liberal. And I'm like, I, I'm terrified. So all I can do is like make a face. And I'm like, God, I feel just shitty because of that. So those are the people that scare me, the people that could do harm to you the people alive that are fucked right <laughs> i don't know i worked at a i worked at a dive bar for a lot of years and we used to do like punk rock shows and stuff like that there and it's it, it's you look at it and you fear getting an std it's <laughs> terrible and gross and everything you wish and hope it would be for a punk rock bar but it was haunted like i had i had different experiences where like bottles would fly off the shelf or the one time i know i've i've talked about in other episodes before but like I walked outside, like a bunch of people went outside and it was during the day I was by myself because it was really slow and dead. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I felt really strange in the back and the back of my bra completely unhooked. And I thought, what? Hey, rapey ghost! What the fuck is this, right? And I just happened to tell, and it was, it was like the middle of after working for a while. So it wasn't just like, oh, you know, whatever. And I shit you not, okay? Shit you not. The guy that, you know, the owner of the bot, and he's like the scientist type guy, very logical too. But he says to me, he's like, I told, tell him this. And he kind of laughs and he points at the plaque that's above the register and everybody on the plaque is like passed away. And it was like a loving and memory plaque. And then it was had other people's names and they all passed away. He's like, yeah, one of the guys that's on the plaque was known for hugging bartenders and unhooking the back of their bras. Stop it. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, some people are like validity of that, but me, I mostly feel energies and I, I pick up orbs in my photos a lot of times, Yeah, not a lot, but occasionally. So. I do feel just stuff out there in general, but yeah, the, the universe is burning on so long. There's, it's just like, it's almost like white noise. It's just, there's energy everywhere, but I like, I do remember now that you say that. Okay. So I was in a club and, uh, I I want to say Colorado, and it was with street dogs and noise, if I'm not mistaken. 
and the club has two sides to it, like the bigger auditorium room, which was like massive, which like no effects would play in. And then like the smaller club, which is like capacity is like 300 is what we were in that night. And so the, the, the big massive room is like our backstage area. And it's, it's like an auditorium. It's huge, all wooden planks. And they're like, oh yeah, it's been around a while. And I, you know, nobody said it's haunted or anything. It just felt old and creepy, but I was like, no, oh, whatever. Yeah. So I walked from the door from the other club to the, this area. And there's like a little bar right here. That's like nobody in, obviously it's empty. And like, the stairs and then the floor and like the stages here. And I remember walking down and like, I can't remember again, my memory is so shitty. I don't know if this happened. Did I make it up? Was I drunk? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it happened because my drummer remembered it. I walked down into this auditorium and I just looked behind me for whatever reason, you know, just looking around the room. And I saw by the bar, like where the door was, which it's really dark over there. I saw like somebody standing there and it looked like a bigger dude, like maybe one of the security guards, right? Just all in black, shadowy, but not like haunting, just, you know, shadow of a dude standing over there. And I looked and I was like, okay, yeah, security's back here. And I kept walking. And then my drummer Robert came out over there and I turned around and I noticed like the doors hadn't opened an extra time. Like there's no way he could have left because that was the entrance over there and the exit was where I was going to. Like there's no other door. So when Robert came out, I was like, oh, did like the security guard like go through the door like when you were there? Because I know that's locked from our side. So maybe he was waiting for you. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, there's, there's like, there's a, there's a guy sitting there like waiting to get in. Did you, did you not see him? He's like, there was nobody there. And then I look back and I'm like, yeah, nobody's still standing there. Like they didn't go in, like maybe still waiting there. There is nobody over there whatsoever. And I told Robert this and he's like, dude, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to creep you guys out. But I talked to the, you know, I talk with people like he does. He's a, he's a, he's a taka. And they're like, yeah, this place is haunted. And they say that this is like the main room is where he's at. And so he said that afterwards, like the next day, I was like, no. So maybe (laughs) it did happen. The gift. No, I think it was coming from Robert. Because Robert's the one that's all super haunty. He's got some stories. Yep. Do a do a do an interview with that motherfucker. He'll tell you some yeah. shit. <laughs> He's next on our list. We'll yeah, do a Grave her. Sister episode podcast. <gasps> Dude. We have a, yes. Our kooky like sister podcast, and we focus on that with like one of yes. our other friends. Yeah. You have to have Robert on it for sure. Bucking a. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, dude, it was awesome talking to you. Can you plug plug your social meds? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we have got, um, you know, Instagram at last gang music, uh, same thing with Facebook, last gang music. We also have the last which I have not updated the website since COVID started. I've been so lazy. So if you check it, no, we're not dead. I just haven't done anything, <laughs> but I will be doing an update and maybe you guys can put it in like the description down below. Um, we have a t-shirt that is, uh, uh, running right now. It's already being made or it's already been made, but we're going to plug it even harder right now. It's going to uh, take out two birds with one of these. Um, one is going to help a small business road dog merch um, Elvis left alone. That's his company. He does our merch for us. So he gets, you know, whatever costs he needs to make and small profits to keep him alive. And the, all the other profits, um, you know, however much we make, it probably won't be much, but whatever any amount helps, we're going to um, donate everything that we get to the ACLU um, go check it out. The, I'll, I'll give you guys the link. It's, um, it's like a homage to the clash. You see, um, Paul Simonon smashing his base, you know, 
for the album cover of London Calling, but underneath him is a broken swastika. Um, the last thing I'm saying. So that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah so fucking fuck racist. Fuck all those people. There's a clear black and white. What's wrong and what's what's good, and that's clearly a line. I don't know why people have a trouble with that line, but yes, smash fascism, smash all that bullshit, and whatever money we do get, we're gonna be donating it to the SCLU. That's awesome. awesome. Definitely yeah. give us that info. We'll we'll plug it on our platforms. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thank you for having me, ladies. Thank you. I, I feel so sad saying goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to gossip and hang out because, dude, my so, first, so next my week? first Zoom session. Yeah. Next week, same okay. time. Cool. Yep. Let's, let's just do brunch <laughs> and just drink and like. Oh. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should have like a reunion. We should get like like some of the bad cop ladies. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, we should do another like go Betty go. We should just get a bunch of people on and just do one huge happy like, hour. Yeah. Happy yes. hour. I'm convinced like, that Lynn is me in another universe, or I'm Lynn in another universe. Like, oh, totally hands down, I'm convinced. Like, how our lives line up, and like, who, like, her fiance, Bert. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just like my husband, Bruce. It's just like Bert and Bruce, and they, like, they look the same. They're very brown with their hair. And like, she loves all the same things that I do. And I'm like, are we always meant to be best friends? So, yeah, if you yep. can get her on with me, we'll just. <sighs> That'll be the loudest podcast you'll ever hear. Oh, uh, dude, that's that. That's probably yeah. What we'll do is we'll do the happy before we do the podcast hour. That just fucking happened. Fuck. <laughs> no, it was great talking with you. Sure. It was really good talking with you guys. Yeah, dude, I I uh, I can't wait to hear your new stuff. So neither can I. <laughs> yeah, no, we're as soon as well. No, I think I'm done for the day. My brain's kind of fried. I'm gonna cook dinner and just drink some wine, but back at it tomorrow, wake up, put that face on and go back in the room and program some drums. Yeah. Work, work, oh. work, work, work. Before I let you go, are you uh, into Indiana Jones? Are you kidding me? Are you into him? Yeah. Oh, like, are you kidding me? Harrison Ford? Let me tell you, motherfucker. Harrison Ford is a sexy <laughs> son of a bitch. There's two people. Okay. Patrick Stewart. Don't care how old he is. And Harrison Ford. Hands down. Hands down. Hot. Oof. Oh, yeah. Young indie, old indie, I don't care. All the indies, all the time. <laughs> favorite, favorite, some indie. favorite to least favorite Indiana Jones movie. Go. In order. In f- least favorite. Yeah. Okay, so uh, well, least favorite is Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom. And then I do, it's like the first and third are always tied, but I got to go with uh, the second favorite is uh, uh the Lost Ark, and then my favorite is the Holy Grail. Like, I love it when fucking Nazis die. That's my favorite thing in the world. Like, I know it happened in the first movie a lot, but, like, that fucking dumb blonde bitch who thought she can just, like, I'm pretty, I can, like, ways on my way. No, you are Nazi! <laughs> you. You're dead. All of you. And Sean Connery? Come yeah. on. A penitent man. Yeah. A pass. Penitent man, Sean Connery. <laughs> Neil's. So good. So good. I can't wait. Actually, we just watched all those movies like two days ago. (laughs) She just, Drea just did that. You just started watching them, right? I watched, I uh, started, I watched Last Crusade last night. And anybody that says, by the way, Crystal Skull is still really good. Anybody that says Crystal Skull is like, well, that's unbelievable. Aliens? The motherfucker flew out of a plane with a boat and didn't die. She <laughs> munchie bombed him his heart. That's not science. Dude, like, we just had this conversation. Sp- <laughs> it's like, 
Indiana Jones is supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be almost comic booky, and it's just who cares? It's about good guys being good, bad guys being bad, and good guys win. And it belongs in a museum. <laughs> belongs in a museum, Junior. So my dad calls my uh, my husband Bruce because he's a Junior. He's so and he's he's from Boston, so he's got an accent every once in a while. So Junior, you know, from Indiana Jones. He gets so excited talking to Bruce, like, hey, Junior, and Junior, <laughs> Junior. And I was like, you named him after the dog? <laughs> oh, my God. You're a blast, dude. I can't wait to be in person. Yeah. I'm excited to, to hug you in person. That's I don't know. This is why friendship is great and, like, hanging out with awesome people with like minds. Like, I don't know if you ever did, like, drugs back in the day when you were younger, but seriously, when you have a good conversation, it's better than any fucking, like, white drug out there. You're like, totally. and you're like, how did I stay up till three in the morning? Like, this is what this feels like. Like, we could do this literally all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, sure. We're going to make the Sound Sister happy hour happen. We're going to reach out to some other other peeps, too. We'll make Dude, a little. we need to do Nothing that. will get done. Nothing will get done. Lynn, yeah, Lynn, Myra. Yeah. Siobhan, Brenna, us. We should get the Go Betty Go. Ladies. Oh, yeah. The we should get them in there, yeah. too. No one will talk. It'll be great. We'll no. just be talking, talking over once. each other. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be like 10 minutes of workable footage. It'll be the <laughs> so like use, We have to use like hand signals and like, yeah, and like raise your hand. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for letting me just get my awkward out and hang out with you guys. Love it. You're awkward. It meets our awkward. So we're totally. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking A. I've I've been known to be that person where everything's chill. And then I walk in a room and they're like, why you got to make shit awkward? Like nobody was talking. I do nothing. And then suddenly I make it awkward. I don't know. Either find it endearing or not. (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather be awkward than doing nothing. Right? At least it's somewhat comical. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. I love it. All right. It's going to go. This is going to go good. It's going to go off. (laughs) Great. It was so good meeting you and talking with you. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Virtual hug. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye, Bye, dude. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. All right. Thanks so much to Brenna Red from The Last Gang for joining us on the Sound Sister podcast. Make sure you go and follow her. Listen to her music on iTunes and Spotify. They're fucking awesome. I personally recommend the track Blood Drunk or Strange Fruit. Those are fucking legit. So yeah. Thanks, Brenna. You're awesome. I can't wait. We can't wait to like go to Disneyland, eat churros with you, and it'll be magical. And go bold. And we're going to go bold, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember to head over to the website soundsistersaz.com to view and listen to previous podcasts. Go to Facebook and like us, Instagram to follow us at soundsistersaz. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to be notified on new episodes. And check out our kooky sister podcast called Grave Sisters, located under the Sound Sisters platform on all streaming platforms. Check out older episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, and leave us a review. That way you guys can find out when we have new episodes. We need those reviews, guys. A++, five stars. Give us all your love. Thank you, everybody, for continuing to tune in and listen to this crazy little show. We do miss you guys. We miss, we miss being together in the same room. 
hopefully, you know, things can go back to normal soon, sooner than later. But, you know, on that note, this is your host, Rhea Dahl, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize, always do your best, and wash your hands. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Sing, 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 sing your heart.